Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I am your host, Matt Townsend, your relationship coach, your guide on the side. We do what we can every day on this show, of course, to take your life, your relationships, everything that's important to you and take it to the next level. And today will be no different. We're going to make it happen. And you know what? Today is another installment of Lose the Fat, Matt. Uh, my, <laughs> that's what my wife calls it. Lose the fat, Matt. And uh, we are getting healthy on this show. And today we are going to tear it apart. Now, I, you may not have been here with this before, but we have our expert nutritionist, fitness expert, Jenny Growth. He's going to be on the show with us later today. And we are on a quest. The whole team, the whole Matt Townsend production crew, we're going to lose some weight by golly. And uh, then my wife won't be able to say lose the fat, Matt which is a really cool rhyme. Instead, uh, we have been losing it. And believe it, I have lost a, I haven't I haven't lost a ton of weight because a ton apparently is 2000 pounds. <laughs> I have lost weight. Wah! I have lost I don't know if I've lost inches cuz I've never measured my waist. Um, but I have lost weight. In fact, I'm going to just well, I'm going to just announce it right now. When I started this thing, I didn't actually weigh myself cuz I don't have a scale. That's how in, not into healthy I am. But I weighed, uh, I guess I'm going to tell my weight. I don't think that matters. I weighed 204 pounds at a doctor's appointment two weeks before we started this thing. I now weigh, last time I weighed was Saturday. And this has been five days. So I think I'm less than this. I weighed 196. Tell me about it. And uh, I'm not, I don't mean to brag, but <laughs> I look good. And I really don't. Actually, I don't look good. But what's interesting is it's working. And so we are going to bring Jenny on and talk about what's working to lose weight. You won't believe because I haven't really done much, really. I've just started noticing things like I didn't know like what you eat. I didn't really get how much it matters, but it does. So we're going to talk about calorie counting and how that's kind of helped us. Jenny gave us some assignments that uh, I've actually been tracking my calories, I think, for 10 days. And um, it's really cool. We'll show you some tools about that. We're going to bring the whole crew on. If you remember, a lot of our people here, some wanted to lose weight. Some wanted to gain weight. Some wanted to just eat healthier and figure it out. I'm learning a bunch of stuff. And then we'll bring Jenny on to just pick us apart and just give us hope and start turning the corner with us. Because one of the things I am learning is this diet thing is just a joke. It's just about counting the right calories Knowing Now I'm starting to notice that even what I'm eating, even though it's low in calorie, it's not good for you. I've even had my little computer system tell me I'll probably die if I keep eating this way with lower calories. So we're going to get into that. But before we do, do you remember our little skeptic Bryce? He's one of our producers. He has some refreshingly positive thoughts on how his tech has influenced his weight loss program. Look, I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but I'm about to rant. This is The Bryce is Right. Last time we had Jenny on the show, she recommended two websites to help you track your weight situation, and I'm going to tell you about my experience with one of them. But first, I need to tell you a little bit about myself. I don't like the whole weight loss thing that the States has going on. There's a lot of deception. There's a lot of really, really bad science. Also, do you know what the strongest factor for weight gain is? Genes? Nope. Carbs? Nope. It must be the amount of fat you eat, right? Still nope. 
These all play into it, of course, but you are most likely to gain weight after a strong change in your diet. So as you can imagine, I was hesitant to start a diet. Then again, I'm no stranger to food crimes, and nothing helps relieve a student drowning in things that he has to do quite like something big and heavy to eat that puts him into a food coma. What can I say? I'm a moody eater. But I would be lying if I didn't say my diet needs a readjustment. So I decided to check out MyFitnessPal.com. I have extensive experience with the internet, so I had an idea about what I was getting into. Of course, I had to sign up and things like that. To be frank, I fully expected to get into it and find it to either be way too complex and unfun or way too general and unspecific in such a way that it would seem to be rather unhelpful. It's hard to find a middle ground on the internet, but alas, I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, there's questions, but they're quick and simple. They want to know the basics about you and your body type and what your goal is, and then they give you a calorie goal. And mine, at least, is very achievable. I've only gone over it once in two weeks. So for this website, you log your food and your exercise. I was initially very skeptical about the food thing. Let me be clear, it's not precise, but it's pretty dang close. You search for the food. Normally it's there, and yes, there's even stuff from restaurants, and then you log it. If you can't find the food, you can easily find the ingredients and just play by ear. It also saves what you've entered from the past to make it even more convenient if you have the same thing for breakfast like I do. So at this point, I had been won over on this weight loss shindig that we have going. Then I found the app for my phone, and I was sold. Up to this point in my life, food has always been a guessing game. Now with all this tech in hand, I don't have to guess as much. I thought beef was my weakness. While beef isn't that great for you, found out that cheese is really my problem. Oh, and the best part? If you exercise... You log it, it subtracts these calories from your total calorie goal for the day. So last Saturday, I had a big craving for a big burrito. But I didn't want to go for it because then I could only have like a bag of popcorn for the rest of the day. But I went and played some Ultimate Frisbee. Yeah, this website had the data for Ultimate Frisbee logged and ready for me to put in how much time I spent playing. And it spat out an estimation of how many calories I burned. Not only did I get to go and have fun, I then got to eat the burrito I wanted. And I was still able to eat stuff for the rest of the day and stay under my calorie goal. Mostly I was impressed with how thorough their library of stuff is. It makes everything that much easier. So in two weeks, I went from a snackaholic that made fun of people who eat rabbit food to someone who is on a quest to find the best tasting salad with the least calories to it. No joke, it has turned into this strange game that I play now. All right, I'm out. And remember, don't forget to be awesome. Okay, now that I never on earth thought I would hear a rant about how great a calorie counter was. From Bryce. But you know what? And Bryce and I always talk about it. We talked about it every day. I've been using the exact same tool. And there are other tools. So, you know, it doesn't have to be one tool or another. But the tool we've been using, um, it, it, oh, it's so weird. I think actually having a technology to use makes it even better. I don't know what it is. That's the man in me, I think. Uh, We're talking weight loss. It's actually happening. And again, what we're going to start doing in is kind of weaving in other things, exercise, improving our diet. It's one thing to get really good at, uh, at, the, at the PAL or the tool that we've been using. But I think Jenny's going to give us some other ideas that maybe we ought not get too wrapped up in just counting calories. And there's a bunch of other stuff we're going to do. So if you're out there and you're doing the challenge with, with us, seriously, 
counting calories seriously has impacted my ability to do this. So I'm going to challenge you. You know, it's a great place to start, but listen up on the show. When we get back from this break, we're going to bring Jenny Grothy in. She is a nutrition expert and a fitness expert. Uh, I could, I'd beat her in an arm wrestle if I dared, but she'd break my arm. And she's strong. She's in shape. She's a mom and is just as fit as can be and has come a long way because she didn't used to be so fit. So she's not just like somebody that just does this naturally. Now I think she does, but she had to lose some weight to make it happen. So stick with us, folks. We're going to slowly start breaking down, hopefully give you some excitement, some energy about how to get in shape and take your life back physically. You're listening to The Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Sirius XM 143. BYU Radio. Transforming dumb power lines into the smart grid of the future. This is Innovation Now, bringing you stories of revolutionary ideas, emerging technologies, and the people behind the concepts that shape the future. Everybody's talking about smart utility power grids, and you might already have one of the new intelligent power meters attached to your own home. These meters measure the power coming into your home, showing you how to conserve. They also report back to the power company in real time, which adjusts power levels to balance the load more efficiently. But an important part in between those two points was missing from smart grids. Until now. Electrical engineers at North Carolina State University are reinventing the local transformers that connect your home and neighborhood to the power grid. These new designs will be smart as well and understand and work with both AC and DC power at the same time. It might know from your meter when your electric car is charging and reroute unused power from the solar panels of a neighbor's home to balance the load. This could make your entire neighborhood more efficient and save more homeowners money on their utility bills. The idea is to make power grids send your juice the same way the internet distributes data. For Innovation Now, this is Buddy Rubino. Innovation Now is produced by the National Institute of Aerospace through collaboration with NASA and is distributed by WHRV. Visit us online at innovationnow.us. BYU Radio's This Will Take a While brings you engaging and often digressive conversations about film, books, hockey, geography, culture, art, and pretty much everything else. Join host and BYU film professor Dean Duncan weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern and Saturdays at 1 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM 143, BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. We are working off the fat, sweating to the moldies, we call it. It sounds gross, but um, we're trying to fix our weight or at least get healthy. Some people on our crew here, they're just trying to gain some. Some others are just trying to lose a little uh, I have a lot of weight. We have six kids, so um, you know, with every child, I've gained about five pounds, and it's hard to get rid of that baby weight. And so I'm doing it, by golly. It's happening. And we brought on our expert, Jenny Grothy. Jenny, welcome to the show. Thank you. She has been working us like a tyrant. She has been calling every day, screaming, yelling like a soldier. 
And um, no, she's a nutritionist, certified NGA nutrition. Uh, she has her AFPA sports nutrition certification. She's a CrossFit level one and endurance trainer and uh, runs a website, jen-fit.com. <laughs> She's awesome. Jen, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. You bet. So you heard about our love of this calorie counting thing. Yep. Yep. I honestly, it's my new love. Okay. My wife is jealous because she's never, she's always been into calories, I guess. I don't know. I, I It blows my mind. Calories matter. Yeah. And I had no idea. Mm-hmm. So I went to a place, um, a, a place that makes really good burritos. Okay. And I had, I did not know this. Uh, but I'd been eating really well. I had figured out how many calories. And at first it was like 20 or 2,000 calories. 2,040 calories is what it says I should be having. Okay. Or under, actually. Uh-huh. And then I um, I actually started exercising. So then mm-hmm. I kind of moved it down to like 1,700 calories or less. So I was supposed to be eating 1,700 calories. I saw this incredible burrito. Yep. And I ate it. Okay. And then I went and looked it up on my little calorie counter. Yep. And it says 1,300 calories. Just for the burrito. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I hated it. And the fat grams. And I, oh, I, don't, I, I don't even look at fat grams, which is problematic. <laughs> but before I used to just look at fat grams. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know what that meant. But I like calories because, I don't know, it seems more manageable. Yep, absolutely. So, but, but what do we need to watch out for? Because calories aren't the end-all, be-all. No. Mm-mm. So what's the deal? Well, and I think you know one of the things that we talked about last time is that I, I think it's a good starting place mm-hmm. just because the whole idea is just to create awareness. Yeah. You know, you, for somebody who's wanting to lose weight, you're so used to eating the same things every day and you just kind of grab whatever sounds good, yeah, right? And you right. just put it into your body and, until you're full. That's right. And you don't really think beyond that. Yeah. And the whole reason why I wanted you to start tracking it is just to kind of create that awareness so that you know how those things are adding up because things that you might think are healthy oh. are not even close to healthy. Holy cow. You know, or even things that you think might be moderately not, yeah. you know, so good for yeah. you. It just it just kind of helps you to realize it does matter and it does add up and maybe, you know, maybe you're finding out that you're having too much in the morning or too much in the evening yep. or, or whatever you it just gives you an awareness you see your patterns just see your patterns and where your that. weaknesses are and see, did you know so, yeah did you know that corn chips are not very healthy for you oh really that's news yeah i didn't know that <laughs> till i went home and ate nine of them because i now count them i didn't know but i and then i was dipping them in three what's it called seven layer dip and between seven layer dip and the chips it was horrible. Yep. But the seven-layer dip, I thought would be more fatty than – or whatever, uh, more calories than the chips. Not true. Not, yeah, not the case, huh? <sighs> so, but but I'm learning. But that's the thing. I mean, again, one of the things that we talked about just briefly before we even started is that you know, we want to make sure that this is – it only used to be – an awareness. It's right. just kind of a gauge initially yeah. because the problem is that I have seen is some people when they start, you know, they start down this path, yeah. they get addicted to oh, it. Like totally. they become a little bit it's obsessed. It's like a video game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, well, I wonder how much, how many calories that was. Oh, and totally. before you know it, you're weeks into yeah. it and you just feel like you can't even, you know, have something without entering it. So, you know, I would just say this is kind of the exception to the rule. We're just doing this just to kind of create the awareness because yeah. now, you know, one of the things I want us to do is start, okay, now that we know what those trends are or what are, what yeah, are those pattern. bad habits mm-hmm. are, that's where we're going to start making some of those changes. Okay. So plus, I mean, I know yeah. that like with you, you've already told me that just the fact that you're having to enter everything, oh, yeah. you're being a little bit more careful. I had no idea. Yeah, no, seriously. With what you're, <laughs> with what you're like, eating. Like, I didn't know. I didn't. You don't know anything. Mm-hmm. And 
just little things can add up to big things. I don't know. It's I, I really liked it. Plus, at the end of the day, when you like enter it and you say, okay, good, enter my day, it'll tell you at this rate what your weight will probably be over yeah. so much time. And it's amazing because it's saying your weight will be, you know, you'll be 178 yeah. over five weeks. And you're like, exactly what I wanted to be. Yeah. But then it also yesterday says, because I didn't, I, I was I was sick and tired yesterday. But um, so I didn't eat as much. So, But then it said, if you keep eating like this, yep. I'm pretty sure it said you will die. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember if it said, but I, so but it's also telling me you're not eating right. You need yep. to eat more calories. So that's what I want to get into now because it's kind of now I've noticed we just, what we eat. So it's not the calorie amount. It's kind of what we're eating. So I want your take on this. So we have four producers, right? And our four yeah. producers got together to talk about some of the problems they're running into in this weight loss initiative that we're doing. Okay. okay? Uh-huh. So let's listen to them and okay. then I want you to respond. That sounds good. All right, so we are going to be talking about snacking. I'm Bryce. I am with... Corinne Collins. And... Sam McCall. And... Ben Wagner. Okay, we're going to be talking about the awful snacking atrocities that we run into. For me, I think my biggest problem with this weight loss project that we have going with Jenny Grothy is that I really like to snack. In fact, I really love to snack. I'll share with you something that happens a little bit too often. I will buy a box of family-sized... Cheez-Its. Cheez-Its, yes. That's always what it is. I'll wake up on a Saturday afternoon. I will grab the box. I will go and sit down in front of the TV just to chill out and snack for a bit. Suddenly, I will black out. Then I will wake up. The box will be empty. There'll be empty soda cans. I'll be missing a shoe. I won't know what (laughs) happened. But I, as an individual, will have finished a box of snacks intended for something the size of a family. Your stomach can hold an entire family. Basically. It really can. I can <laughs> eat like a family. I have the same problem with sunflower seeds, which is my vice. First off, they're incredibly cheap. It's like 99 cents for a huge bag of <laughs> yes, sunflower yes. seeds. And then I'll sit there and I'll be like watching a movie or even sitting here at my desk sometimes or especially on road trips. Those are the worst. Yes. So I'll sit there with my sunflower seeds and start going at it and eating and chewing on them and eating them out and doing that disgusting spitting them out thing. And then next thing I know, I've gone through a whole giant bag of sunflower seeds, and I've got ulcers and sores and cuts in my mouth. That like they're so salty that it just hurts more and more. But yet I can't but you stop keep eating. And then I have that permanent sunflower seed taste in my mouth for like ten hours. And for sunflower seeds, it's easy to justify because like it's mostly shells. So like. It's really like half the size. Yeah, it's, it's just in my mouth, but there's got to be so much sodium in there right. that you're, it cannot be good for you. Yeah, but there's not a lot of calories there, right? Unless you're like washing it down with a soda. Well, well that's, that's half the problem as well. <laughs> that's my biggest problem. I drink probably at least 32 ounces of soda a day. And like, I'll just keep drinking it. I'll go to the gas station. I'll get one. And I'll sit there and drink it. Um, and then I'll go back. And sometimes I'm too lazy to even get out of the car and go to the gas station. So I'll go through a drive through like at a fast food restaurant just to get it. And I'll drink all of it, even though I know it's going to make me go to the bathroom like a bunch of times because I'm just drinking all this liquid. And, you know, on a bad day, I'll get candy bars, like king size candy bars. I'm a vegan. <laughs> so like, these are like you're, cheat days. You're skipping like. 
like the meat and the like processed snack food. You're going right for like candy, the worst. <laughs> right, exactly. But you don't want to see me without without a king size candy bar in my stomach. The hardest for me with soda is that I can't. I go to the movies a lot, especially during the summertime, right? And I can't sit through a movie without the biggest soda possible to drink. But then 20 minutes into the movie, I have to go to the bathroom yep. so bad, and then I don't enjoy the movie because the whole time. I have to really, really go, but I don't want to miss the movie. Okay, you don't need to feel bad about your soda. I was at a movie the other day. The guy in front of me brought a hot dog. He brought his own. He didn't buy one there. He brought his own hot dog, and he brought his two double cheeseburgers with him to the movie just to eat while he's sitting. Was it me? That sounds like the kind of thing that I would do. My problem with soda is just that every time I see like that 12-pack of Coke go on sale— just like, I, I better get three of these. Probably going <laughs> to drink them all by That's tomorrow. That's a deal. Yeah, you don't want to miss the deal. You don't know when it'll be back. Can't miss the deal. I've had supermarket cashiers judge me because they, they were like on sale. So I got like five. And they're like, oh, are you having a party? I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> or the you order from a Chinese place. And they put in four sets of chopsticks. Yeah. It's just for me. That yeah. happens to me too often. That's happened to me a few times. That happens to me without chopsticks. I just go to like Del Taco or any taco place. I'm like, what? That's a family pack, but it's it's not enough. I'm probably going to get two of these. And then I'll sit there and I'll have like four tacos left. Oh, well, now that I've eaten 30, I could probably share these. Right. Find someone to friend be my friend. That reminds me of once I had a buddy, this was in high school, but I had a friend who challenged me to eat the entire Taco Bell family pack yeah. of tacos, and he said he'd pay for it if I ate the whole thing in a half hour. Bucks, Ten yeah. tacos, yeah. Uh-huh. And they're like half or 12 maybe, and they're half hard, half soft shell. By about the sixth taco, seventh taco, the meat just has no taste anymore. It's yeah. just, I mean, it doesn't really have that much taste to begin with, but it just has no taste anymore. It just, it's so gross in your mouth. I challenged someone to an eating competition. This is like a six foot two man that, I mean, is basically twice the size of me. And for some reason, I felt that I could out-eat him. So we went to <laughs> McDonald's, and I bought all of these chicken sandwiches, the spicy chicken, and I ate seven of them. And he beat me by one bite. I'm so proud out of this i'm not ashamed at all to have done this or i went to i went to a burger place and i ordered their one pound burger i didn't know it was that was their challenge burger yeah <laughs> and i ate it and then they're like oh did you finish that burger i was like yeah it was it was a go. burger i like it comes with another like pound of fries i didn't get the pound of fries they're like, they're like okay yeah you get a t-shirt yeah yeah we should take your picture why i ate a why? I was just having a meal. <laughs> There's a chain of movie theaters here locally in this in the state of Utah that actually does have restaurants outside in the lobby that aren't besides popcorn and drinks. You can actually get like a burrito or a, a like fish and chips or something and take into the movie theater. Oh, really? And that's a problem because that's, I'm yes. like I could get or greasy popcorn solution. that makes me feel so, yeah or genius or I'm like or right. I could get chicken fingers and fries. Yeah, I'm gonna go with that. Right. I have literally pretended to be pregnant because I have stuffed. <laughs> bags full of snacks into my thing and like I had someone because because I looked seriously pregnant it was and I was wearing this big coat so it looked really really round it looked perfect and someone held the door for me because I, I looked like I was heavily pregnant and they were concerned that I couldn't open the heavy door it's why why are your pants crinkling like there's plastic in it they're new that's what they do it's nothing don't worry it's not candy don't look at me like that I don't have a giant bag of butterfingers in here no right. definitely not who does that <laughs> All right, just wanted to apologize to Jenny as she's working with us. My name is Bryce Tobin. I've been a snackaholic for about 15 years. My name is Corinne Collins, and since birth. I'm Sam McCall, and I am still a shameless snackaholic. <laughs> I'm Ben Wagner, and I'm a snackaholic. 
Oh, man. Hi, you guys. Welcome to the program. <laughs> that is, uh, that makes me wonder. See, I, they keep saying they want to throw a party, and I have a feeling it's more about what we're going to eat than have a party. Those little Forget the party. It's all kids. about the food. So you heard all of that. I mean, that's everybody, right? Yep. What what's your take on that? Well, my take is it's just it's normal. I mean, yeah. you know, as I'm listening to him, I could totally relate to it. Every one of those. I mean, everybody likes to snack. Yeah. You know, I probably snack a little bit differently now than I used to, but I could relate to all of that. I mean, the hundred pound burger thing. Or well, the maybe one pound maybe burger. not that, but you know, yes. <laughs> I used to go to Taco Bell and, and order just about everything on the menu. Yeah. My husband and I we used to take the the soda with us. You know, the sixty four oh, ounces, yeah. the heart. The so keg. I could relate to it definitely. See, it's it's all good. You guys, you're not that messed up. But so part of this thing is it's cal- it's some counting of calories, but mainly just kind of understanding yourself, your body. Mm-hmm. Then it's about this food. We've got to start to manage some of the impulses too. Yep, absolutely. And I think you know I was making some notes while I was listening yeah. to everybody talk about the snacking. I think that we really you know let's let's talk about what we can do differently. I think you know one having a plan and eating more regularly because like if you know I think that yeah. we're brought up to have breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and you know you would go for hours in between. Yeah. And you know it's you start to get hungry in between, and so you snack and you just want to grab whatever sounds good, right? right? So like if we have a plan and you're eating every few hours, then you know, you're going to have a full stomach I, and I'm you're going to be less apt. That. Yeah. Less or apt or even more water kind stuff. of does a similar thing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But I mean, like rice goes into a cheese it coma. Did yeah. you hear that? <laughs> I did hear the that. The guy's messed up and he, in, in a good way, of course. But he, by the way, he, did you hear it? He gets up at mm-hmm. noon. He then downs a box of mm-hmm. cheese its and it's just, I think it is. It's how you eat. It's when you eat. It's the timing of it. Yep. Well, and I think it's just, you know, too, if where there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. I do really do believe that. I mean, it's not going to be super easy, no. but, you know, just making some small changes. And that's actually one of the other notes that I made is is making one change at a time. So at yeah. night, like if he's if he's going to, you know, down an entire thing of cheese, it yeah. maybe that change is if he doesn't want to, you know, do away with them completely have half of that. That's right. You Dude, know what I mean? Just yeah. cut it, making have one small coma. change, have half a coma. See, but that's what I love about how you're handling this, Jen, because we're all so messed up that you can't expect it to happen at once. No. Just a little bit here, a little bit there. We're going to come back with Jenny Grothy from jen-fit.com, and Jenny's going to give us more tools, more ideas. The whole next segment's all Jenny teaching us how to do it. You're listening to The Matt Townsend Show right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Sirius XM 143. BYU Radio. Richard and Linda Iyer are world-traveling family coaches, and they have some advice for you. From how to deal with a rebellious teenager to managing a family reunion, the Iyers have experienced it all. Wherever they happen to be traveling in the world, you can always find them here Monday through Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern, on Sirius XM 143, BYU Radio. Talk about good. Good afternoon. I'm Devin Dewey for Sirius XM 143, BYU Radio. President Barack Obama and Mitt Romney are both trying to raise more funds for November's election. Romney spent part of the day closeted with Republican donors at a hotel in New York City. 
the president went the electronic route. In a mass email to supporters, he acknowledged he and Democrats got beat by the other side again in the latest fundraising figures and declares flatly, I will be outspent in this election. Obama adds that's okay, but only if he's able to keep the spending gap close enough to support grassroots efforts. And he closes with a plea for donations of at least $3. Mark Smith at the White House. Google has agreed to pay a fine of $22.5 million to federal regulators for secretly tracking millions of people. Google is settling charges that it broke a promise by secretly tracking millions of people using Apple's Safari browser to surf the Internet. It's the largest fine ever imposed by the FTC against a company for violating a previous agency agreement. Last year, Google had signed a 20-year agreement that included a pledge not to mislead consumers about its privacy practices. Regulators went looking into the matter after a Stanford researcher said Google had overridden Safari's safeguards aimed at preventing monitoring of web user activity. Mark Hamrick, Washington. The Postal Service's financial situation is only getting worse. The Postal Service says it lost $5.2 billion in the second quarter of the year, with the requirement that it prefund its retirees' health benefits a main reason. Postmaster General Patrick Donahue also points to the ongoing decline in first-class mail. Largely in part to people paying bills online. It's easy. It's convenient. And while the Postal Service defaulted last week on one payment for retiree benefits and will miss another, Donahue says the mail will be delivered, and he says Congress has to act on steps that will help the Postal Service turn things around. Jerry Bodlander, Washington. And she can't even vote yet, but the youngest member on the U.S. women's boxing team has won gold. She's only 17 years old, but she managed to shuffle, dance, and slug her way past an opponent almost twice her age. Claressa Shields capped her swift rise to the top with a 19 points to 12 victory over Nadezda Torlopova. Shields' free-spirited style and brute strength made her unbeatable. She even stuck her tongue out at her opponent after ducking a few punches in the final round of the final bout. The Flint, Michigan native actually lost early in the world championships, but managed to squeeze in as a qualifier for the Olympics. Hers is the only gold for American boxing. The men were shut out of the medals for the first time. Kyle McKinnon, London. You're listening to BYU Radio on Sirius XM 143. I'm Devin Dewey. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show, Fat Quest 2012. We're losing the fat, and uh, we're, we're doing it one calorie-counting app at a time. <laughs> We've got our expert, Jenny Grothy, in the studio with us. She's trying to help us get healthy, teaching us all the ins, the outs. She herself has gone from 170 pounds many moons ago down to 40 she weighs 40 pounds now. She's just skinny as a rail. apparently. Can't I'm not even here. Her. her watch is falling off her arm. It's all embarrassing. No, she's a healthy, we won't even say her weight, but she's one. She went from 170. Yep, that's right. And you just followed these same principles you're teaching us. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, when I was 170, I mean, I had uh, so many bad habits. I mean, I just had kind of gotten into a routine where I just ate whatever. Did you take your own hot dogs to movies? 
no, but you know what? We did take we we frequently had the nachos that are at the movies. That was yeah. kind of Greg's and my oh, big thing. We loved heaven. having the nachos and then the big thirty two ounce yeah. of soda, of oh. course, and not even you know diet soda at that point even. So we were shooting the straight most, stuff. Yeah, absolutely, all day long. So I can definitely relate. And you know, I had tried lots of different diets, and they would work short term, but there were too many rules and too That's many right. do this, don't do that, and yeah. you know, and it's fine at first, but it's can be so overwhelming. And it's um, it wasn't like a lifestyle change. Right. And it wasn't until I realized that really significant weight loss and being healthy um, it only comes when you make changes yeah. permanently. Well, and I like that because you're giving us our own principles to live. Then we'll create our own diet. And yep. it's because it's got to be like that, that customized. Create your own diet. That's exactly right. Your own plan. And I don't even plan. like the word diet. Our own plan is the better word, yep. huh? Yep. Because it's it's ours. This is mine. I actually like the calorie counting thing because it gives me boundaries. And, and then we even look through my little chart and we can see how much fat I'm getting, how much salt I'm getting and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Those are things I specifically should probably watch out for. And what? But give us some more tools because just in what you're hearing that we're going through, what would you be coaching us on? Well, what I, you know, just in even looking at your plan, the yeah. stuff that you've been entering for the last few days because you've already had, you know, significant. Ten days and some weight loss. Some yeah. weight loss, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, but just in looking at that real quickly, just looking at the calories and how frequently you're eating, what I, the biggest thing that I would suggest is that you need to be eating more regularly. And I don't Because do you're doing the very thing that uh-huh. we were talking about. And I know that you're busy. And, yeah. and just like so many people, you know, we have lots of things on our plates. We have, right. you know, lots of roles that we're yeah. involved in. and um, But it, it takes a little bit of planning. Mm-hmm. And it means when you get up in the morning, you need to break that fast. You've been fasting for six to eight oh, yeah, hours. Totally. You need to have something. something. See, and, and that's the key, I think, because like we bought these one, I don't know what they were, but they were like celery that you could dip in, mm-hmm. peanut butter, and it's just a meal. Yeah. And it's like 300 calories. And having that that I could grab was so easy. Yeah. And so I just need to go figure out how to do that for breakfast. And have about three. I like. I've liked these one kind of bars, and maybe they're not good, but these energy kind of bars. Yeah. But it's convenient. 250 calories, convenient, and I'll throw it in my mouth while I'm driving. Somewhere. No, and that's good. Yeah. I mean, I just you need, need to, more of those. I guess. You need to. You need to find out what works for you yeah. because maybe what works for me isn't going to be the same right. for you. But the, the the key is is having a plan and then you know eating every like how, three how hours. Often? Every three hours. Three hours is is kind of rule of thumb. Is there a, is there an amount? Is there a percentage I'm supposed to be like? Should I be eating 20 percent of my calories every three hours? Like and, that? and that's it's going to be different. It's going to be you know different for yeah. each person because okay. you know every person's body is a little bit different. How how well you uh, metabolize food, right. you know that's going to determine it as well. You know that's one thing that when I work with people individually, we kind of figure that out. Okay, and that's why if when I have this other information yeah. that that you're filling out for me, yeah. I'll be able to help you personalize that too. But just huge. having having something, yeah, like you know having the celery and the peanut butter, that's just a well balanced. You've got your fats. You've got yep. your protein. You've got your carbs. You know they're all clean yep. and good for your body. Yep. That's a perfect snack. Yeah, that would be a perfect breakfast. I mean, if whatever you want to have yeah. for maybe that's what maybe that's what you maybe crave for breakfast. It. Maybe that's maybe that you really actually have it. breakfast. That would because if I did because that's what ends up happening. I guess is if I don't eat breakfast, mm-hmm. then I usually can't until. Because I see clients all morning, then I can't until noon. Yep. And then if I don't, and then I'm hungry. I'm 
starving, right? Starving. And, and two things happen there is when you get to the point where you're so starving, you're you're more likely to just, yeah. again, Throw grab. The wind. Just yeah, Exactly. Just, oh, forget this. I'm just going to start tomorrow. Right. You know, and so then you just grab whatever sounds good. But the other thing that, too, that you don't, you don't necessarily see, but it actually is happening inside your body, is that if you are going too long without food by skipping breakfast or right. you're skipping snacks or lunch or whatever it is, your metabolism actually can slow. Uh. And so what that means is then when you get serious about losing weight again, um, it's, it's not, not going to respond. It's not going to respond as quickly as you want it to. you're starving yourself. You're so starving. You've your... got to reserve all yes. this energy. So yeah, when you finally do eat, it's going to like hold on to that oh, as that, if it's, you know. I don't like that. So, so <laughs> the key, you know, the biggest learning I would say for today is make sure that you are eating more regularly. About make sure you're having hours. your breakfast, mm-hmm. have a morning snack, have lunch, an afternoon snack. It sounds like a lot of food. No, but this but isn't you, three meals a day. I mean, this, this is like, this is like, Three mini exactly. It's like three small, half so meals small a day. and balanced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly, it's not going to be like these huge meals yeah. each time. It you could be just you know some fruit and some nuts. It yeah. could be the celery and peanut butter. It could be some Greek yogurt with some berries. Oh, you know, it could good. be. You know, a, yep. a tortilla, or, you know, and it just, it's having something. A Snickers. So, it could be a Snickers. How about two? <laughs> Maybe deep not fried. two. <laughs> deep fried. Maybe not. <laughs> so, I, okay, I love that idea. And, and I know up to what point. So I, another thing that I think is honestly working for me is I'm trying not to eat after 8 o'clock. Okay. No food entering my body after 8 because my business and my life makes it so I always get home late and then I'll have a meal at 10 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. And then it, I assume it's just sitting in me all night without any. So I try to just be done eating by a certain time. Is that healthy? It can be. You know, it depends on what it is that you're eating. I mean, if that's if that's when you're having your dinner, that could be your last meal yeah. for the day. Wind you know, if you're eating dinner like let's say six or seven o'clock, there's some good yeah. thinking around having something small before you go to bed. You know, especially okay. because again, you know, yeah. you're going to be fasting for yeah. um, anywhere from six to eight hours. Yeah, that's true, huh? You just you need to have something in your system. So, but oh, if you're having man. a heavy meal at eight o'clock that probably would be a good time to cut it, cut it off. When you've eaten a 1,300-calorie burrito, when should you cut it off? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Actually, the funny thing about that is I truly do believe, like if you go out and you have a 1,300-calorie um, burrito or pizza or yeah. whatever it is, um, what you don't want to do is then starve yourself. You don't say, oh, my gosh, okay, I so I, to- I totally blew count. my calories. Now I'm not going to eat yeah. anything for the rest of the day. So still for do three big- meals. Ab- every, I mean, three more, every three hours, yes. another meal. Just get right back on track That's great. and have something again. Again, you know, three hours after that, because it takes your body about three hours to digest all the food uh, properly. Okay. But then you want to, you know, you just want to get back on schedule. That's great. And I, that kind of leads us to the next thing when we were talking about having kind of a planned cheat or treat or yeah. whatever it is that you want to talk, you know, right. call it. Um, because I don't believe when you when you do have such strict rules yeah, totally for agree. too long period of a time, it's at some point you're going to falter. That's right. And it's better if you can just have something work it in. Like if you're totally craving, you know. Cap and Crunch, or yeah. you know, who knows yeah. what it is, but something, you know, the, the the burrito. I would just say work it in, and so that maybe once a week, that's something that you're look, kind of looking forward yeah. to, so you can kind of get it out of your system. But again, you know, you're still eating correctly leading up until that treat, yeah. and then you're eating correctly afterwards. But you're not going it's completely not prison, without. It's right? not prison. This is a lifestyle. This it is something has to be it's you, a stick. You just you're just it's, you're just kind of weighing. It's balancing, mm-hmm. and there are going to be some days that you're eating. You know, if you're working and you're traveling and right. you're having more meals out. Again, it's just getting right back on track when you're back into your normal routine. See, the uh, I, I love that because, you know, this should be 
part of your life. This yeah. can't just be this prison experience. And, and the reality is, too, I find, I guess, my body's starting to adjust. Yeah. Like, I don't need as much. I really don't feel like I want to eat as much. Mm-hmm. And by the way, sometime you're going to have to tell me how you um, what how do you gauge the calorie count at a buffet? Yeah, <laughs> because uh, I went to a buffet and it was just really hard. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Because it just keeps coming. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and they you keep know, giving you plates. Yeah. Well, and you know what's funny? Like I, I could go both ways on a buffet. Again, if this is something, if you, if you have been following your plan yeah. and you're seeing success and you're yeah. happy with the results, you know, you might want to go to a buffet and just have a good time. Yeah. Not Relax. think too hard yeah, about right. it. Just enjoy yourself. Yeah. But I think your you body know? then, if you, uh, what I'm seeing is then I'll go to the buffet. And I wouldn't. I don't eat what I would normally eat because my body's now saying, "You don't. Feel, yeah. You don't. You don't want that." That and that's exactly you're right. You know that you're more likely. You're probably going to make you know better yeah. food choices. That's the other thing. And, At buffets, there are a few good food yeah, food choices. Yeah, there really are. Like yeah. there's salads and there's stuff you can eat. That's oh, I never noticed that. But you don't. The, the only thing is you. You don't want to. Say again at the extremes. You go to a buffet and say, yeah. "I can't have that. Oh, I no. can't have this." And because again, it. that's it's you know you just need to kind of everything yeah. in moderation. Make good choices, but again, if it's something that you're really looking forward to, you know, enjoy yourself. But then just you know, knowing <laughs> that when you get back home or back on the road or back wherever, you know, that you're 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 kind of tightening things yeah. up again. Well, and you a, a really good workout can mm-hmm. get rid of a lot of that. Oh, most definitely. I mean, that's what blew my mind is I did go to a buffet, but then we had played golf. We went mountain biking and we did one other thing and having a really fun day doing those three things, let the buffet run. Oh, we just went for it. Most definitely. And it nullified it. It was awesome. Well, and you know, and I, I, I'm sure that not everybody agrees with this, but this is again, my thinking. I, I try to eat clean mm-hmm. and that's something that we've been talking about. This yeah. is my, this is kind yeah. of my plan for me, but I try to do that 90, 95% of the time. Yeah. So for instance, we went on a cruise in April and um, I threw all caution to the wind. I still worked out every day just because that's something I'm very passionate about and I enjoy it. Right. You know, it's a chance to kind of release Relax. those endorphins right. yeah. and have some fun. But I'll tell you what, there was not a buffet that I passed up and <laughs> I enjoyed it. And, you know, granted, I came home probably two or three pounds heavier, but I'll, it was worth it. Well, you're also disciplined enough that you can, it, it'll go. Uh, I mean, yep. so you, it's almost like, it's kind of like once you're on top of this, yes. you can manage it. It's just yeah. all of us slip off of this ball. We call the diet. Yes. But once you actually get on top of it, you can ride it. It's like you, a bike. You just you'll eventually get good at it and skilled yep. and you'll hit bumps, but it's like we were talking about, you just you know, it's a matter of kind of creating those habits and Love habits it. only come from, you know, doing it yeah. over a period of time and just making those choices. And and every day you're gonna have to make choices. It's oh, never yeah. going to be easy. See, talk about fluids with me here because uh the soda thing is my it's kind of my gap filler. Yep. I fill my day, and, and it's a social thing. It's a chance for me to get out of my office. Mm-hmm. So if I can go get a soda, I get a drink, it's what I want, leave me alone, and it kind of fills the void. Yep. It's my it's my lover, yeah, okay. Diet Coke. It's, no, <laughs> nice. Part of what it is is it's just it fills the void. It's this – so the deal is I guess I should be filling the void with something healthier, something more whole, water – 
Yeah, most yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, and I'll bet you probably so many people that are listening to this, and, and myself included, yeah. you know, we have a soda obsession in can't this I, nation. Can't I just have a soda? <laughs> and you know, if it's even if you're going with a diet soda, I mean, it's, you're still wreaking havoc on your body. Yeah. So. The, the goal is to try to find some kind of a substitution and just kind of wean yourself off of it. I was the same. I was yeah. the same way. I used to drink diet soda like there was no tomorrow. Oh, yeah. And it, I would drink a lot, a lot of soda. And uh, for me, it was just making baby steps. I mean, initially when I went from diet soda, I switched over to Propel. Oh, and I love I, Propel. I bought Propel, you know, by in cases. Yeah, I can do that switch fairly easily. Absolutely. And then I got to the point where I was kind of watering it down, uh-huh. kind of diluting it. Yeah. And, you know, because everybody would say, oh, you need to drink a lot more water. Well, I thought, well, gosh, you know, just straight water, that's that's a little bit too much for yeah. me because it just, it just didn't taste the same, the same going down, mm-hmm. you know. And you don't have to go buy it. And you don't have See, to go buy there's it. There's something about throwing down a dollar that just makes you feel better. Yeah. <laughs> I bought this drink. That's right. That's exactly and right. And it's social, isn't it? But finding, you know, again, when we're talking about having the commitment to make this change, this is something that's probably going to be hard at yeah. first when you're, you know, when you're yeah. passing up the soda, but finding something that you do enjoy. So, you know, whether it be Propel or it could be um, Crystal Light, yeah. um, sometimes I'll, I'll put lemon or lime or even fresh raspberries or strawberries. Oh. See, I could do that. So just, you know, something else, something else okay. that will kind of give it a little bit more flavor. Um, it's And, and it, what's funny about it is this is um, – how do we say this? This is – it's really a process. And I, what I'm finding is I know I can quit soda. I've quit it a thousand times. Mm-hmm. I also – I mean, so what's interesting about it is if I make it work in my life – and I'm not in a hurry to quit it. I'm in a hurry to – I almost am more in a hurry right now to get my exercise regimen going yeah. to make sure I'm doing my workouts three or four times, start weaning down on the soda. Everything slowly but surely, it's going to come. Yeah. If, I, if it takes me a year to get it all down and my sodium right and my fat and my carbs right, yeah. I got a year. Yeah. It's just – a little progress. That's the key, isn't it? Yep. And it's just making one small change at a yeah. time so that it seems feasible and oh. not overwhelming. And then it feels so good. It feels so good to be able to look at yourself and say, whoa, yeah, hot. <laughs> no, I don't really say that. But um, Yes, he does. I do every day. I said it four times on my drive here. So what we're going to do, Jen, we're going to go through this break, carry you back, and then we're going to only have a few minutes at the end. But I want you to be thinking of the challenge and a summary, right? All right. And uh, be listening, folks. We don't want this to just be about us. So if you're out there, start taking advantage of some of this. Go to some of these calorie counters. Maybe start there. Start, you know, drinking more water for crying out loud. You're listening to The Matt Townsend Show right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Sirius XM 143. BYU Radio. The future of soap might be magnetic. Stick around to find out more. This is Innovation Now, bringing you stories of revolutionary ideas, emerging technologies, and the people behind the concepts that shape the future. You've seen pictures of soaps and detergents used to clean up oil spill messes on beaches and on animals. But soap itself doesn't belong in these natural situations either, so how do you recall or remove the soap from nature after it's done its job? After many attempts with various chemical and physical methods to control and remove soap from the things it cleans, a team from the University of Bristol thinks they've found a way to make soap magnetic. 
The magnetic soap has trace elements of iron mixed with bromides and chlorides, which are both common ingredients in mouthwash and fabric softeners. Experiments show the iron-rich soap is strongly attracted by a magnet. In fact, it can be manipulated through a water and oil mixture. This magnetic control of soaps could open up all kinds of possibilities, like a detergent that doesn't get washed away into rivers with each load and can be reused multiple times, or soap you can magnetically steer to its targets to avoid waste. The manufacturer that perfects this technology will surely clean up with it. For Innovation Now, this is Buddy Rubino. Innovation Now is produced by the National Institute of Aerospace through collaboration with NASA and is distributed by WHRV. Visit us online at innovationnow.us. Everybody, this is Dr. Matt Townsend, and if you're going to BYU's Education Week, come by to see me do my show live from the Wilkinson Center. It's starting next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Mountain Time, and it's going to be amazing. Don't miss out. Hey, welcome back, everybody. We're wrapping up the uh, our uh, diet segment and series here. Again, every two weeks, we're bringing on Jenny Grothy. We've got a bunch of us on the team here that are trying to lose weight, get healthier, gain weight. Just take our lives back when it comes to food and snacks. And so we're going to be bringing Jenny back and getting her great brain wrapped around our incredible weight gain. <laughs> And um, if you want more information from Jenny, you can go to jen-fit.com. Mm-hmm. She's got a blog on Facebook. I mean, she's done it all. Yeah. And she's just – she's very motivating. She knows what she's talking about. And so uh, in a minute, I want to hear from her. She's going to kind of do a little summary of what we need to focus on and a little challenge for us. But before that, if you make the snack yourself, you know, some people think it's healthier than, you want, than the ones you buy in the store. But is that true? Now, I'm no nutritionist, so when I'm buying snacks, I'm trying to be healthy. But a little nutrition's facts label, it confuses me. I The daily recommended values, I don't know. So I just follow the old adage, if I can't pronounce all the ingredients, it's probably not good for me. Which makes those old chemistry classes useful because I'm able to roll thiamine mononitrate and disodium phosphate right off my tongue, magically making those hot pockets okay to eat. Not kid, but... Recently, I decided, for the sake of health, I should start cooking my own snacks. Sometimes even from scratch. Now, maybe it's healthier. I don't know. But at least I know where it came from and what's in it. And then I heard the most amazing cookie recipe ever. And it's so good. I never thought I'd be doing this. But on the radio, I'm about to give out a recipe. This is Rob's Kitchen. And there's no voting off today because the gourmet complexity of this delicious treat will make you forget about Gordon Ramsay. Okay, first what you have to do, measure out one cup peanut butter, one cup honey, one cup powdered milk, mix it together and eat it. That's it. Spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. No, seriously, peanut butter, honey, powdered milk, one to one to one. And if you're feeling kind of fancy, you might roll it in some crushed cornflakes. Easiest snack in the world. 
And as far as I know, it's as healthy as the type of peanut butter I choose to buy. But is it actually healthy? Well, I don't know. I, I feel a lot healthier when it's something I've made from scratch. It just seems so pure and innocent when it's homemade. But if I eat six cookies, I'm pretty much eating half a jar of peanut butter, and I know that can't be good. Yet when I buy packaged cookies and I look at the label and see 50-plus ingredients, I feel really uneasy about that, even if the fat gram count is much lower than mine. So what is better, homemade or store-bought? I'll leave that to the nutritionist to decide. But what I can say is one cup peanut butter, one cup honey, one cup powdered milk, mix it, roll it in crushed cornflakes, cool them in the fridge, and then watch big smiles on your grandkids and adult children when they stop by your house. If I can make it, even Grandpa can make it. <laughs> yes, even Grandpa can make it. Now, the funny thing is, is Rob never brought those cookies or anything like that around for us to try for some odd reason, which uh, some of us are actually grateful for. Um, he, uh, Rob hit on some pretty interesting things. Some of this is planning. Some of this is, you know, I don't know if it matters where you get it as long as it's whole or more whole, healthier. And the, at least we're paying attention. So, Jen, wrap it up with us. What do we need to focus on? Okay. Well, just to wrap it up, I think everybody needs to focus on just being a little bit more aware of what they're eating right. normally during the day. Um, if they want to take it to you know the, the next level and enter it into a program like what you've been yeah. doing, um, I would say you know just even doing that for a few days, that's going to help you create that awareness because they'll tell you oh, how many huge. calories, how many fat grams, proteins, carbs, all of that. Um, and we're not even going to worry about all that other stuff quite yet. Right. But even just so you know, calorie-wise, you know, are you taking in 3,000, 3,500 yeah. or 300 exactly. <laughs> calories? for a day, you know, but just, so, you know, that again, just doing that, um, then I would, the kind of the, the challenges that I would, I would have for everybody this next week is, you know, we're talking about snacking so much during the segment is just making a list, make a list of what are some of the snacks that you really normally gravitate towards. Chips, mm -hmm. fries. Yep. Popcorn. <laughs> okay. All salt-based. <laughs> and then just keep on going and start trying to think of some snacks that um, – that you know that you might be able to switch out. What are some other snacks that sound appealing hmm. that you might be able to use as substitutions? We're not going to do anything with those right now, okay. but we're just trying to make a list. So let's identify what are the snacks that you normally lean towards, right. and what are some snacks snacking cool. substitutions. So that's part of the homework. Um, the next one is, and this is the biggest piece of homework for everybody, is because um, I I do believe in this is making one change. So as you are becoming more aware of your habits and your eating habits, what, um, maybe it's, you know, you're eating a, a sleeve of Oreos before bed or something. Yeah, what's maybe, wrong with that? <laughs> maybe, you know, making one change. Maybe that is the one change one that you're wanting to make. One change or one change in some part of the whole process. One part of the whole process. Oh, so I if like you're it. finding that you're doing something that's unhealthy right before bed, having, you know, a yeah. bag of chips or whatever your vice might be, maybe that's the one change for this week that you're wanting to make. That doesn't mean that you have to make the changes for the rest of the day quite right. yet, because again, it's just little small steps. Oh, I love it. So that we can, you know, again, start adapting these these new habits so it doesn't feel like it's so overwhelming. And, and it seems like success becomes addictive. So once you are succeeding, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. And then it begets more success and a stronger will. And Well, and it's funny. Like when you're really focused on making one change, you're absolutely right. Because if you're doing that one change, it, you're less likely to make 
poor choices the rest of the oh, time, so but you're true. only focused on that one thing because that's that. the only thing that you're committing to. But your 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 mind yeah. will start making you know better yeah. choices elsewhere without you're, you even trying. You're tricking us. I am. I'm totally trying to trick you. Absolutely. You are a trickster. <laughs> Jenny Grothy, our fitness extraordinaire, taking back your body. I keep making up names for this. Lose the fat, Lose Matt. the fat, Matt. That was my favorite. We're working on it together, folks. I so appreciate Jenny being here again. If you want to get to Jenny, you can get to go to Jen, J-E-N-Fit.com. And again, listen to our show. Every couple weeks she'll be on. Um, be doing your homework. Make your snack list, your current and the ones you want, you know, that might work and make that one change. Thanks for joining us. No, thank you. And uh, everybody else, stick with us uh, through the week, every Monday through Friday, right here on the Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio.